Am I alone here? Must I do this myself? And, uh, so be it. <laughs> Shiny. Quest Gaming Networks presents Dungeon Crawler. All the loot, hunting, tips, tricks, and commentary your instance adventure can handle. Welcome to episode one of Dungeon Crawler. Tonight's record date is October 13th, 2012. Hi, I am your host, Dave, D-Enforce Adams, and I have two guests with me tonight. First one is Joe, the Widget Wilson. Hey, Hola. Como esta, Dave? Uh, eh? Quantos <laughs> Hermanos TNA. I have absolutely no idea what I'm saying. Taco, <laughs> Nacho. <laughs> yeah, Grande. Grande. All right. Um, anyway, grande. Welcome, Joe. Glad to have you here tonight for the premiere episode. Uh, also tonight, we have Fred, Master of Dirt W. That's right. I just crawled out of my mud hole, and I'm back again. Oh, well, God. for episode one. <laughs> take, take 382. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Fred. Uh, glad to have you both here, and... You know, I'm I'm actually looking forward to getting into this. I've been so excited. I've been almost sick today with excitement. <laughs> well, this is the first of the the new shows and the new layout that we're rolling out. So this is an exciting an exciting time, Dave. I, I I've been like walking around my house, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> Just like all day long, it's been crazy. Dungeon crawler. So really? excited for this. I don't know if you got your pamphlet about this new layout, Dave, but did you see that there's a new requirement that we have to wear pants while we podcast now? You know, I actually got a uh, injunction for that to where I don't have to wear pants while podcasting. <laughs> oh, see, I don't have that kind of pull, so I, 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 I do. Contact, you know what it is? I have, I have I have blackmail on Joe. You guys get a kick out of making me look bad, don't you? <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't really have to try. <laughs> oh, you wanted me on the show, right? I'm yeah, I, yeah, I know. Girls, girls, settle down. Let's get in. First off, let's actually get into the Round sponsors. One. That way, I can Fight. bring us right into the show. Um, do you want to say? Uh, actually, Fred, take it away. I want, I want you to talk about our sponsor today. This week, we're brought to you by Tweaked Audio, the maker of some of the best earbuds in the world. And if you need a good pair of solid quality earbuds with a lifetime warranty, you can go to tweakedaudio.com and plug in the code off the record and you'll save 33% on your entire order. Cool. Thank you very much, Fred. Um, all right, let's actually get into what we did this week. Uh, but first off, you know, there's that buzzing question about what exactly is a dungeon crawler? And I know that we actually, uh, Joe sent me a list before the show even started. Uh, where is this from? From giantbomb.com about <laughs> the list of different games that could be considered dungeon crawlers. And it looks like there's a, a sort of a wide definition of what you could call a dungeon crawler. 
I guess they got about 20% correct. <laughs> they they sure <laughs> love to uh, identify any game where you walk through a dungeon as a dungeon crawler. But I gotta be one to say that I don't consider a game a dungeon crawler if when you get into a fight, the game stops, then reopens a battle scenario for you to choose skills to mo- to use against an opponent. Instead of actively moving through the dungeon and just fighting an enemy. So I guess uh, if we wanted to identify what is a dungeon crawler, I'd have to say it's a roguelike game. Usually isometric, which means you look straight down your character, but not always. Usually it's, it's where you physically walk through and hack and slash and spell cast your way through whatever enemies that are in a dungeon to get to the very end where there's usually a special little snowflake lollipop or whatever at the end that makes you happy, you know, gold chest, whatever it be. That's sort of what a, what a dungeon crawler is for me. And, and no Fred, we're not going to consider Pokemon a dungeon crawler. You know, I was also thinking Dave, another great rate class, another game classification to put in with this show that you might want to consider is something like a general tower defense. Those are, it's a newer genre, but it's becoming more and more popular. Something like orcs must die. You know, I have orcs must die. I also, um, I have, I have a few tower defense games and they have a very dungeon crawler almost feel. Yeah. There's also, um, geez, what's the name of that dungeon defenders, Mm -hmm. which effectively some character classes are played exactly like you would play a dungeon crawler, where it, it, it is a hack and slash, run around the dungeon, stab things that come at you. So if you wanted to cover that that little bit of nugget uh, we'll, called we'll Tower Defenses, I mean, yeah, yeah it's we'll up to you, to man. See. But I just thought about it now, or I would have contacted you prior. It's it's <laughs> fine. No, if we get, I want people to hear that. If, you, if you're if you wanting to, to hear us talk about, you know, uh, games such as Dungeon Defenders and, you know, other Tower Defense games like that that could fall in the the scope of what we're trying to go for, definitely, definitely send us in an email, uh, which we will give away at the very end of the, you know what I'm giving away right now too. It's, it's dungeon crawler podcast at gmail.com. So definitely if you, if you'd like for us to cover anything that we're not covering on the show, send us in an email and be like, Hey bro, we want you to talk about this too. And I'll be like, uh, maybe <laughs> Rob's going to send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> After he moves his couch. Exactly. And I, I guarantee you, if you gift us the game in Steam, it will be talked about. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, speaking of, of Steam gifts, and I, I want to get this out of the way because I'm so excited about it. Um, someone here sent me a Steam gift of a game called Titan Quest. And I, I, I don't know if anyone has heard of this. I hadn't heard about this until like right before I was gifted the game on Steam. Which, by the way, thank you, Fred. But you're welcome, Dave. <laughs> this game is beautiful. I, I'm I'm in love with Titan Quest, and it is just the game's visuals are quality. They are very. It's a very good visuals for most dungeon crawlers. As well, I'm I'm really in love with the talent trees of this game. They they very are. It's very intuitive. That's how they put these together. Apparently, there's even a expansion for it, but I haven't even gotten to the expansion yet. I'm just too encroached in the main game. 
the expansion that you tried to convince me was a standalone game all on you, its you own. know you should never listen to me you should learn by now you don't the, listen this, to me that's how that went i we were recording our minecraft show and i asked dave i said have you ever heard of titan quest no well it's on sale on steam today so i i bought a couple copies i sent dave a copy and it came bundled with the expansion for it mm-hmm. so then Five minutes after telling me he had no idea what Titan Quest was, he goes, oh, it's not actually an expansion. It's another game. Well, it is. <laughs> On Steam, it shows it as a completely separate game, not a DLC or an expansion, but it shows it as a completely separate game. By the way, didn't you even look? You looked at the size. You said the size of the games, the expansion was bigger than the original. It's a, It was an honest mistake saying that, you know, I thought it was its own standalone game, but honestly, I'm having so much fun with Titan Quest, I haven't even thought to install the 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 expansion yet. Well, I just let them both download when I went to bed that night, but I've only gotten a little bit of playtime on Titan Quest so far, but it seems like it's really solid, and it reminds me a lot of the Diablo games, but more uh, mythology-based. Yeah. It is definitely. It is very mythology based. It's 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 totally that uh, Greek kind of Roman feel to it. And it, you know, I get a lot of people want their fantasy a lot more separated from historical fiction, but it is a very well put together game. Um, let's see what else have I played before we actually get into the juicy bits. I I. Borderlands 2. Do you want to talk about Borderlands 2, guys? I've been playing the living snot out of that game for the last <laughs> week, man. Well, we, Holy crud. Before we get into this, I, I want to say that Borderlands 2 could be categorized as pretty much every game in every category, <laughs> so we need it's to major, tread lightly. Its, it's major classification is first-person shooter, right. but it also has heavy RPG elements, which is a secondary classification. Its third and final classification is a minor elements of Dungeon Crawler. Yeah. It, you know, I, I'm in love with Borderlands. I played the hell out of it. I thought it was a great game. I totally give it a 10 out of 10 for anyone who want, who's a, a fan of any shoot-em-up or, or even Diablo or any other dungeon crawler. What I thought was interesting, Dave, is that Giant Bomb and their little list they did didn't mention Borderlands at all. Yeah. Did that you notice that? Yeah. They were, they were missing a few of my favorite dungeon crawlers, which kind of upset me. But yeah, they didn't have Borderlands on there at all. Which, it, you know, I get that Borderlands was kind of the, you know, silent hit for the original, but... It, I think it made waves when it got released. Well, but everybody kind of, like, any critic that, that rated the game rated it horribly. Yeah, and it came out to be a giant hit. And the you know, sequel was, like, even bigger. Exactly. That game was surprisingly good. First off, I hate the art style normally, but in that game it works. It works not, very well. I'm not really a fan of shoot-em-ups where, you know, you don't have a set-in-stone guns that you use. That one has completely randomized guns, and they're amazing. It's actually a formula behind it. But, yeah, they're random on how and how and when they drop. I love it. It is a very oh, good man. game. I'm so could, terrible at that game. I could go for <laughs> hours. I have a level 42. That's almost... He's halfway through the second playthrough. Or it's the, the, they, they call it the true... What's it, what's it called? It's called uh, True Vault Hunter mode. Yeah. 
I've, which is I got my um, zero, my assassin. He's doing, he's that. I have an, I have a level twelve mech, Mechromancer. As soon as it launched, I had to play it. And then in my PC version, I have a level twenty six, um, commando. See, I, I, the only classes I played on the PC version are my uh, Siren, which I've only gotten a few levels into, but I've been heavily playing my Zero, which is the Assassin, and I've already got him into True Vault Hunter. We're going to be talking about this game big time on (laughs) Tuesday night, man. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. But the thing is, though, is that that what, I guess, uh, I guess the only real true quality of Borderlands 2. That can match a dungeon crawler feel is the the loot classification. However, that also falls into generic RPG as well. Even though that loot classification originally came from dungeon crawlers, it's also being adopted by RPGs. Well, no, so you're looking at it wrong, Joe. Let me tell you how my play style in dungeon <laughs> in Borderlands 2 went. Okay, let's hear this. Now, I bought the PS3 version because. As I've mentioned before, the only games I had for PS3 were originally PS1 and Super Nintendo games. So it's like, yeah, I'll get Borderlands 2 and actually make some use out of my giant TV. So I started playing this game, and I run out of ammo all the time. And I'm playing that Zero guy. So the majority of the time, I find myself swinging my sword to kill people. Good. Like, I'm out of ammo every time. Have you ever learned how to um, upgrade your storage deck? They call it the SDU. No, and I can't figure out how to open my backpack either. I made the mistake of trading <laughs> some guns with. <laughs> I made the mistake of trading some guns with Paige, and then I couldn't figure out how to equip a gun, so I was running around unarmed, stabbing people. You're playing on PlayStation Three, right? Yes. It's the select button, dude. Well, I pressed the select button, but I couldn't figure out how to open my backpack. I did select and start, and I tried all the different buttons. You press R one to cycle between the different uh, tabs up top. Okay. R1 and L1, and you just go to your... It has an inventory tab right next to the the map. Oh, nice. I just figured once it was in the backpack, it was just lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't been to Sanctuary yet, so... What level uh, are no, you? I've game? been following the annoying robot around, and pretty much my game came to a standstill when I got to boom and boom. <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah, I've he been has, getting he hasn't ganked. gotten to Sanctuary yet. Not even close, man. I've been ganked by what appears to be hobos while trying to kill a boom and boom. I keep running out of ammunition. No, they're psychos! Yeah, they're psychos. Tomato, tomato. Anyway, so these hobos attack me, and then I'm stabbing the hobos to death. And then I go out there to shoot boom, and he hits me with, like, I don't know, a cannon or something, and I die with, like, two hits. Well, yeah, because that's why there's a whole bunch of cover everywhere. You're supposed cover. to just, like, shoot him off of the, the the big cannon. You gotta blow up the cannon. Oh, we gotta take cover, blow up the cannon. You can take care of Little Boom first. That's the first thing you gotta do. Get rid of that little pain in the neck. He's not near as hard as, hard as the other Boom to kill. So I pose the question, how do you blow up the cannon with a sword? You gotta have weapons for you, that. Yeah, ammo. you equip a gun um, first. Do you know how to buy ammo from the vendors? No. There's a ammo vending machine, and if you go back to the the first town you get to, right by the the hut where that <laughs> that crocodile Dundee wannabe with the robot arm is at, there's an ammo. Right. It says ammo on it, and you just go in there and you can buy ammo. 
Yeah, they're called ammo dumps. Yeah. yeah. And my girlfriend wasn't much help either because she kept wasting her ammo trying to shoot that little robot. <laughs> you know, that's not much, uh, that's not actually a waste of ammo. Hey, Claptrap is my second favorite character in all Borderlands. I, I yeah, Tiny Tina rules. Tiny um, Tina, I am a huge fan of. Sorry. <laughs> no, honestly, there's nothing wrong with shooting Claptrap. You get that sweet ass by Dunka Dunks. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason he's called Claptrap, I imagine. <clears throat> yeah, he's, uh, what is it? CL4P something? <laughs> PT, yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, let's see. What else is there this week? I, oh, I got into Diablo 3, played the auction house a lot. Um, kind of, I haven't, I don't know about y'all, but I haven't really been playing Diablo 3 in-game because I'm looking forward to 1.0.5 coming out. And you know, then, that might, that that patch coming up might actually get me to play it again. I haven't played it in three months since I realized that my stupid monk was too too uh, weak to get past hell mode alone. Yeah, they they ruined the monk. I it's, couldn't even get past the second act. I was like, you know what, screw it. The monk is actually getting hit even harder when, when this patch comes out. It's They had this big forum <laughs> post that has been uh, kind of blowing up recently um they released a statement saying something along the lines of we feel that the monk is in a good place right now and then 600 posts and 12 hours later they send a another statement out saying oh i guess we were wrong <laughs> so there's a look forward to some changes oh, coming to you mean fix like in up. cataclysm when they said that we feel the healers in the right place and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that killed cataclysm yeah cataclysm was yeah. horrible <laughs> wow what happened did blizzard pick up all the ex-votor customer service people ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's bad you know the 1.0.5 a lot of very good changes are coming through um there i don't know if y'all have actually been listening to diablo off the record which yep. is, was our predecessor but what uh, it called? it's called Diablo <laughs> Off the Record. Thank you, Fred. Jeez, what was it Fred. a newspaper? It was something like that. Um, but we, we went in depth on monster power, which actually increases the difficulty of the game. Um, one thing that they did add over the past week is monster power in Inferno. Uh, in addition to increased experience, magic find, and gold find. Whenever a monster dies and drops an item, normally, whether it be gold, a potion, or a piece of gear, the monster also has a chance to drop an additional bonus item. The chance to drop a bonus item will scale up with each monster power level as detailed on at Diablo3.com's blog for monster power, this more guts, actually... more glory. A problem I have with Diablo 3. Okay, What's just up? bear with me on this, Dave. You can counter-argue it if you like. Yeah, yeah, go for it. But in my opinion, a dungeon crawler shouldn't focus on in-game. There's no such thing as in-game for a single-player-based game. I know that you can have people play with you, but even going to the different game modes, you're still playing the same game, just a little bit harder. Yeah. Well, a lot harder in some cases. So so-called in-game and trying to make it more in-game viable by adding these, like, what, 100 of those, what are they called? Uh, um, where you can get 100 Paragon more levels. Yeah, Paragons. To me, that's just... Wow, how bored can you be? <laughs> well, the, the problem is, is that they catered to the Diablo crowd right off the bat. They handed out free copies of Diablo 3 
to anyone who bought a year of WoW, which yeah. probably was the worst possible thing they could have done, in my opinion. Well, they um, wanted to sell a year copy of WoW because the numbers were dropping like mad in WoW, and they, they, that was actually happened. They announced that just before, a month or two before, they had to release their quarterly yeah. numbers. And it, it so pumped that all them was back up. Marketing play. Yeah. It was, but that brought in a problem. It brought in the people who expect the in-game from WoW in Diablo. That's just stupid. It, that's not a dungeon crawler. Dungeon crawlers, no. you don't have that that in-game like you do in an MMO. I like to go in and beat my dungeon crawler when I have beat the game to where I can just pick up another character and play it again if I want to and beat it again with a different play style because it's a different character class. To me, that's what a, a dungeon crawler is. I like to go through for spend three to four months beating the snot out of it, and then, like, okay, great, I'm moving on to my next game. I don't want to be like, oh, I have to get 100 Paragon levels, oh my god, I'm going to spend nine hours a day for the next two years doing it. Yeah, well, effectively, that's the problem that's happening. The problem is, is that people are expecting you to be able to gear out, become gods, and then be able to just farm the end game as if it were an end game. So now, basically, it also gets me the impression, sorry, Dave, well, that it's kind ahead. of trying to be like a, a job so they can put it on the real money auction. Yeah. Which again, I think was a bad that. idea, too. Yeah, well, it, I'm not a fan of the real money auction house at all. Um, I okay. use it to I, to sell things, but I'm not a fan of it personal use. What's up? I actually think that that's <laughs> one of the reasons why they're trying to make a viable end game now is because they gave away all the free copies of the game. They're trying to recoup their money through Why? the... It's not a, a subscription-based. So not, they're not getting any money by doing this. Well, that's what I mean, though, is they're trying to keep people in the game so people will utilize the real money auction house I and see they where you're going. some of their money. You're right. Yeah. I get that. Um, the thing is, though, is that they have added difficulties to the game. Basically, they're, they're adding difficulties. The, for the people who say, oh, well... I'm so good now because I bought all my gear off the auction house that, you know, I can do the, I can beat Inferno with my eyes closed. Well, those are the same people from WoW who, you know, four days into an expansion have already cleared all the, uh, raid bosses and stuff like that. The, you know, the insane, the people who sit down and in two days get to Paragon level 100. What they call the, yeah, the race the world first. Yeah, that's syndrome. Stuff, they have actually put in difficulties into Diablo 3 that are so ridiculous. And they released the numbers this week just to let me talk about this. So thank y'all. But these numbers are so ridiculous that it's not, you know, hey guys, here's some bonuses for you. It's more along the lines of the Diablo 3 developers saying... Okay, we've made it so difficult at the very end that there's no possible way you're going to be able to rationally do it solo. <laughs> I love that. This is, you know, them thumbing their nose at the elitists who dare say that the game's too easy. It's now become, if the game's too easy for you, it's your fault. And I love that. I, I, I love that the developers did that. That's hilarious. But there are a few things that came from this. As I said just a moment ago, there's a bonus item now, which has been added to the Inferno difficulty uh, monster power. Depending on how high your monster power is, normal monsters have a chance of dropping an additional item, which is something that even Magic Find has not added to the game. So that's 
That's pretty neat. It, it makes it <clears throat> yeah. I'm looking at the chart valuable. you put in the notes. Yeah, Are you, you see kidding me? Monster health at monster power ten, which is as high as you go. Thirty-four hundred and thirty-nine health per, or percent gained. Yes. Holy. Wow. Dude, I went into it on my barbarian, and I was like hacking and slashing at this zombie in Act One of Inferno. I didn't bring its health down at all. It had like. <laughs> 29 billion health. It was hilarious. That, kind of like that first zombie you see in the in Act 1 when he, before you even get to town. Yeah. It becomes actually the first boss. <laughs> it de- definitely does. But um, another talking point I wanted to talk to you about. You're, you're saying about all these people who rush to level 100 Paragon. Well, speaking of, uh, this week, Azimuth, which is uh, has become the first level 100 hardcore character. You know, we, we've dealt with Paragons in the past, being able to get to level 100. And uh, <laughs> this is the first level 100 hardcore Paragon. Congratulations to Azimuth for having no life. <laughs> yeah. It, you must you know, be very proud, sir. <laughs> I can't imagine what no someone would do after that. That's like somebody who actually is able to do Monster Power 10. If you're able to do Monster Power 10 in Diablo, you have way too much time on your hands. I mean, look at some of these stats. They ramp up from, like, Monster Power 1, which is only increasing health by 150%, which is, like we said, Monster Power 10 up to 3,439%. I wonder how they got that number. It's a specific scale they're doing. Whatever the scale is, it ramps up... I don't see curve. an actual pattern in this. The, it, 150 to 225, okay, 75% gain. It's a it goes steep from... upward slope. Look at that. It's almost a thousand. It's a thousand percent gained from Monster Power 9 to Monster Power 10. On There's got to be some kind of formula with it, but I just don't see it. I don't see how someone is going to be able to gear up properly to deal with that. In fact, the there's uh, something that uh, they they've nev- they actually took away in the past for normal gameplay was that monsters increase damage. <clears throat> they brought that back for monster power. It monsters like do it... increase damage now. What's up? Seems seems like it would have been smarter to make this some sort of a drop down menu for your game and pick what monster power you want it to have instead of making it a stat that you have to gear up. Well, you do. You it is a drop down. Like oh, you, I thought you, you were saying that it was like a monster power like gear level you have to get to. No, no. This is you select your difficulty like normal gameplay. You select your, you know, normal hell, uh nightmare or inferno. You pick your your difficulty, you pick your act, and then on top of that, you pick what monster power if any that you choose to use. You don't have to use this at all. This is completely optional, but because it's completely optional, if you opt in to use it, yeah, you do get some bonuses, but it ramps up substantially with the monster health and damage. In Inferno mode, you're only receiving 10% more XP per monster power, at least until, like, monster power 5, then it starts going up, like, to 15 per level. And then... Then 20%. And then it stays at 20%, then it goes 25% at the end. Yeah, but even then, that it only maxes out at 160% XP per kill, where effectively, Monster Power 10 would take you a lot longer than to kill two to three enemies in Monster Power 1. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that being worth it 
on the XP. Especially, like, stuff like Magic Find. Only 250% at Monster Power 10. Same with Gold Find. Only 250% at Monster Power 10. I don't see that it would be worth it to clear the higher Monster Powers... I, well, I said monster that in the last episode, Monster Power 1 is the... If you're going to use Monster Power to, at all, Monster Power 1 is where it's at. Oh, yeah, but it, this is also an E-Pin chart. It's exactly what it is. That's all I'm seeing is an E-Pin chart. It is. That's exactly what it is. And if you don't know what an E-Pin is, that, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> One What's thing up, that Brent? looks like it's actually built into this is that the gold find doesn't ramp up all that much so it seems like they're intending for you to spend more on repairs than you're actually bringing in as you get further into this as a way to maybe remove some of the currency from the economy yeah maybe I, you know the problem is I, I, I'm not a fan of them making you pay for repairs at all that's just me um, you use that as a gold sink. I mean, when you introduce an auction house, a real money auction house, you have to have some kind of gold sink. Yeah, you definitely Honestly. do. But, you know, you know, just looking at this chart, it's obvious that the higher difficulties of monster power are not going to give you the same yield as using no monster power or monster power one. I, I cannot justify using anything past, well, I could say monster power six and above are just ridiculous. I, you know, Mon I, I, I even played in a little bit with Monster Power on the private or the public test realm. I could survive Monster Power four, but it was it slowed me down so much that I could have been in Monster Power one, just cleaving through everything, and had fields of rare items. <laughs> in comparison to to the higher difficulties of Monster Power. Honestly, the only benefit I could possibly see to monster power would be bonus if you're item. collecting either bonus items, which do ramp up to 100% at, at monster power 10, or the if you're going for the Hellfire Ring, which is from the, um, the special event that they're adding with 1.0.5, which by itself will take tons of collecting. I noticed that the bonus item thing is that doing just monster power one you might as well just you not know, have it <laughs> pull your hair out yeah but when you go to the monster power six like you said you have a one and two shot yeah which that makes a lot more sense than trying to beat your head against the brick wall with 10 for 100 percent. yeah it ramps up about i would say roughly 10 percent per it actually isn't if you see the chart it goes up for like one percent at monster power one to eight percent to 17 26 I mean, but but honestly, you could just say it's roughly 10% per. But I, I would say that you could be at Monster Power 5 or 6. If you're able to farm there, you're going to actually feel that benefit of the, the bonus item on your character. But unless you're, you're, you're going to Monster Power 5 or 6, I wouldn't say that, that going any further than that is worth anything except making yourself feel better at night. You know, if if that helps you not cry into your pillow, then that that's what you need to do is go higher than that. So, I, Dave, do you think that it was worth it to add in a system like this rather than maybe just adding another difficulty setting past Inferno that dropped better loot that was really hard? Honestly, this is the best route they could have taken, in my opinion. I 
I feel that already that Inferno is a, an acceptable end to the game. I don't see why... Now, I played Diablo 1, I played Diablo 2. I lived in a world where Hell Mode was the best you got. Inferno well, is going above and beyond. I was thinking more along the lines of where they're saying that the highest difficulties of this, you won't be able to do it solo. So adding maybe a difficulty mode past Inferno where you have to do it with other people. Inferno's the furthest you can solo in the game, but then beyond that, you need other people. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think that a dungeon crawler needs to be forced to be uh, party-oriented. I think you should be able to solo it. This game wouldn't survive if it forced you to be in a party at all times. I love soloing Dungeon Crawler. It's my favorite way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Dungeon Crawler is always in my, my kickback-style gameplay. Exactly. If I want to Kick- not talk to people, I play Dungeon Crawlers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have this uh, gaming mouse that I have a whole tons of mappable buttons. Like with Torchlight 2, I have all my hotbars mapped to my buttons. I can just sit back and play the entire game with just one hand. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Torchlight 2, guys, do you think it's Torchlight 2 time? I'm always up for Torchlight 2 time. <laughs> nah. I, nah. Okay, let's do Torchlight 2 later. No, let's get into it now. <laughs> All right, guys. So the next big question, what is Torchlight? I know that it's a, a big question. I, I've actually, uh, one of my friends has been, you know, he asked me, what is Torchlight? Well, it's kind of difficult to explain. It's it's sort of, if I had to say it's close to any dungeon crawler that I've played in the past, I gotta think, say it's closer to Diablo 2. I was gonna say, yeah, think Diablo 2 with more colorful graphics. Yeah, it's Diablo 2 with a. I'm gonna say it's Diablo 2 with a few extra bonuses that you see from other dungeon crawlers around the world. Um, you, let's go into some of the bonuses that I, I, I definitely saw when I was playing the game that I loved. And that was, um, the first one was that you, when you walk over gold, you just pick it up. Yeah, that's always pleasant. That's that's always pleasant. Another I love thing... being able to shift click my pet to an item so they can just pick it up and my, I I know you don't care for the pet, Dave. Yeah, I, but that's I don't. one of my favorite parts of the game. You know, I love the, the, pet. the the thing I do love about the pet that honestly is just amazing is that you can send him back to town to sell your items for you as and... well. You can send him to buy items for you. Yep. So that's why I have him, like, if you shift-click on an item, he'll go there and pick it up for you. So all the greens, he, he picks all, up, all of them up for me. And when I'm done, I just send him into town for two minutes. He sells everything, brings back what I need, like dynamite for fishing holes. And I love getting the fish to transform into spiders and crabs and things like that. You get there, I've seen my pet, my little ferret, take out six enemies by himself. See, now, that's that's the part that I don't care for the pet. I don't really like that he is able to deal damage to It was enemies. a rare fish that made him powerful enough to do that. But yeah, I mean, they can. That's the whole point of the pet, and I like that. I have an ankle biter that runs around with me. That's I love it. Yeah, because if you don't want to, you don't have to give the pet any fish. You could just play by yourself. Just yeah. have it there kind of like a little passive thing just to sell your stuff. And yes, you can turn into passive. He doesn't have to be aggressive. Yeah, I probably would like to play him better like that. Anywho, um, so what, what classes are y'all playing? Like, I, I personally, I, I'm using the, um, I played a little bit of my alchemist. I played a a lot on my engineer. 
Alchemist? My engineer was was great. Is that is that what he is? No, he's not an alchemist. He's a uh, God. That's the Torchlight one. Outlander. No, the the Ember Mage. Ember Mage. Thank you, yeah. Ember Mage. Ember Mage is hilarious. By the way, I, I have lo- yet to. That's the only class I have not played. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, I was playing with Dan and my um, my Outlander. And he goes. He plays an Ember Mage. It's inter- it's entertaining to watch him play it. It, it, the spells are are a lot of fun to do, and I'm I'm thinking that's going to be the class that I end up bringing to max level. It <laughs> surprise, really is surprise. a lot of fun. I know. Do you enforce the mage? No, do tell. <laughs> really? <laughs> For as long as I've known you, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what made um, really surprised your whole thing in uh, Diablo Three was you, you did the you did the um... yeah my my wizard was the last one I leveled yeah. up. That's just kind of Which, me by the bit. way, I, right. I was addicted to while I was playing it. I was almost sad that I hit. You can six play your barb, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of literal cat is following Deenforce around? Oh my god! Um, I actually have a wolf. Okay, my berserker has a wolf. My engineer has a cat, and I think my my ember mage has a bird. They actually <laughs> let you have birds. Yeah, and other different animals that you can get too. There's some like really ugly fish, goat looking thing that <laughs> you can also use, but I'm not going to use that. It just scares the hell out of me. Well, I have a cat on my Outlander. He's a, they, there's an orange tabby named George. Named George, you better yep. believe it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a ferret on my engineer. He's my main. He's level 25. Yeah. Um, named Fred. May that little ferret rest in peace. After my. Oh my ferret that passed away so and then i have on but on my berserker i got a little uh one of those uh, pomeranians oh my it god it cracks me up I, I call, his name he's named ankle biter so i got ankle biter that runs around with crazy widget yeah by the way the berserker is amazing i love that class. <laughs> they're fun but i gotta tell you man the engineer is straight up easy mode it they're really the equivalent is of barb in d3 they're straight up easy mode you don't die all you gotta do is, is go right in the middle of a tree. There's a robot you can build that heals you, and it takes no mana to cast it to bring it out, and that thing doesn't die, so it, it stays with you for as long as you have it out in the zone. As soon as you zone out, though, it, it it despawns, but it's easy enough to get back. I put a point into it every time, every chance I can get. I haven't died once in 25 levels. That's crazy. But yeah, the engineer is is like. So easy mode. I yeah, remember like, it's ridiculous. It, it is. It is ridiculous. Like expect. I use the this the slam that you start out with mm-hmm. on my engineer. Apparently, if you every time you get another one of those little circles, like it, you you gain them like by dealing damage, you gain fury or whatever it's yeah. called. Every time, every so often, you get one of these little alternate. Uh, energies i don't know what, what do you want to call those things they, they have a name for them anyway yeah um every time you get one of those and you use that seismic slam thingy it totally shoots the slam off and damages everything in a path for a freaking mile <laughs> i'm in love with sounds it. like an, sounds like an ability they stole from some kind of anime or something it is ridiculous i love it i did that yeah. slam at maxed out once yeah, a boss on a boss fight that had tons, probably thirty or forty ads with him on my recent play, 
And I used that slam once at max level, and it destroyed everything and took half the boss's health. Oh, my God. Everything was dead in that one hit. This is how Torchlight 2 went for me. I installed it, and I watched the opening cinematic. Where Did you guys watch that little video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it talked about, oh, well, like, heroes from the past, they fall and stuff. And then I made my character, which was an outlander, and I made a little dog that looks exactly like my little Sheltie, although I think it's like a Pomeranian or something. But it's the ankle same biter. Yeah, a little ankle biter, and I named it after her. And so I got on, I started playing. I played for about 10 minutes, and I'm thinking, I wonder what that opening cinematic was referring to. Does your character actually die at the end of Torchlight 1? So then I go back to Steam, and I had Torchlight 1, and I was playing it a little bit in anticipation of Torchlight 2, so I hopped in there, and I've been playing that a lot more this last week because I want to get to the end of the game to see if my dude's going to die, and that's what that trailer was talking about. Well, I won't say a thing, okay? You better not. I won't spoil the fact that they die. I hate you. (laughs) Nice. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I was wrong. They don't die. That's right. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Put the toy down, Fred. It's okay. <laughs> nice. So, um, how how uh, do you like the dual level up system in that game? Which is, you gain skill points by not only leveling up, but by actually playing the game and killing enemies, and you gain a thing called fame. Yeah, I didn't even know what fame was until you told me tonight, so... Yeah. I noticed I was getting the bonus skill point. Yeah, you do. Every time you you level up your fame, which is, as I said, from killing uh, named enemies and rares, you actually... Every time it levels up, you get a a bonus skill point. So if you ever notice, hey, why am I getting a, a skill point randomly out of nowhere? It's probably because you leveled up your fame. Uh... Correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm sure I'd love to see like 20 emails on this, but every time you, you level up, you can level up to level 100, so there's 100 skill points there, and then you, there's 32 to 33 fame points from different fame levels. So there's effectively, you'll be able to get 100, or 132, 133 uh, skill points points that you can spend in your skill trees now that being said it only takes about a hundred to completely fill out a a skill tree completely Mm -hmm. so how how do y'all feel about having so many skill points to use well that's because of how this this tree works man yeah I, i have you actually gotten a skill i'm sure you have you're level 25 have you gotten a skill to to max out? You know, it has tiers. Each skill, it, well, the main no, skills at least, because it requires a certain level to go to pass a certain. Point. Oh right! Like the robot, I could have maxed out by now, but like right now, I'm waiting. I have to wait another six levels before I can put one more point into it. Yeah, they do. They they force you to. You can only use points. Well, that's the one thing I love level. about that skill that that skill tree is the fact that it's not unlockable tier based. So you don't have to get up so many points in this tree before you can unlock the next part down below it. Right. It's all level-based. So I can go to different trees at any time and put points into different skills. It's uh, as long I've... as you're the level that it requires, yeah. Yeah. Well, they all unlock at different times. Like, you get the, the three passives on the, each bottom of each tree. 
you get them pretty. You can fast. have you can have all six of them unlocked or nine of them. Yeah. And open. So I mean, if you want to put your points in that way. And yeah, in I think fact, that offering all those different skill points is actually a really good thing because it offers a lot more replayability to the same class multiple times. Yeah. It definitely does remind me of a Diablo 2 sort of level up system, except it doesn't force you to get previous skills to get to the ones lower down the line as long as you're the level that it requires. Yep. Which is really nice. Which also gives the which also brings in the point that you wanted to bring up as well is the fact that you can only roll back three three skill points. Yeah, that that well, if you have all, all those points, that's just the the, the planet side two model is you can't respect your character in planet side two because eventually you'll have everything. Well, that's that's the problem though is eventually you're not gonna have everything in torchlight. I, I really you'll have wish, a lot. You'll have a lot, but you'll not have everything. And I you know I get it that you're not supposed to have everything and that's supposed to be the replay of the game is that you make a new character and level up with it. But I really wish that there was a way for you to experiment in this game other than making a new character. Hmm. Well, they, they still do updates on the game. There could be a feature added with fan feedback. Well, you know, I, I don't mind recreating new characters in this game. I really don't because the worlds are so random in some places that, I remember playing my engineer until level 15 or something like that, and then me and Dan decided to try a land game. Mm-hmm. And we were going to the same starting areas that we did, I did with my engineer, but I didn't recognize a bit of it. Yeah, Joe, but with all the great games that you pass up, like all the ones in the Pokemon series that Dave actually plays, <laughs> he doesn't have all that free time to remake new characters. He just wants to play one character in every one of the thousands of dungeon crawlers he plays and be able to respect them freely. Well, that's his problem. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, that brought a tear to my eye. That was beautiful. Thank you, Fred. You're welcome. Uh, now, um, a few other things with this game. Um, I, I noticed that it, there are set items just constantly throughout this game. I've only seen about... Four different sets so far. Five different sets. Oh man, I have a collection of them in my my. Probably for the first, just, I believe in the first few levels, you only get there's only two sets available to you. There's a few. There's even some that are random chests that you'll find that are like ghost chests that give you ghost items that are part of a set. In fact, Golden I don't know the chest. Uh, the portal challenges. Those are fun. Yeah. Have you actually, uh, Joe, have you gone to a vendor and looked and see if they sell, they sell set items? I have yet to see them sell a set item. I I get them. I don't go very much into vendors because I get so many items from destroying and poning face all over the world of whatever it's called in Torchlight 2. And, uh, (laughs) the world of whatever. (laughs) I gotta be honest. I really don't care about a dungeon crawler story. I don't play it for the, the story. Man, where's Lou at when we need him? I know, right? So I'm like sitting there going, okay, yeah, you're talking, you're talking, good, next quest, come on. Point me in the right direction, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go kill some baddie, I know it, let's go do it. Yeah, I, you know, it really is random though. Like the, the game, it gives you a completely different experience 
even following storylines. Oh yeah. It's it completely randomizes you getting from point A to point B. You're still getting to point B. I mean that's set in stone for for the story, but getting there is a completely it's completely randomized. Well, and kind of like a, a a big tip to give people for if you're playing Torchlight Two is to explore the entire area that you're in before yeah. you go to the main quest. I uh, sure. I actually made that mistake at the very end of Act One. You know, I was going through random, just whatever I came across, I would just kill it. You know, I Nothing could stop me on my, my Berserker. I was just tearing through everything. And um, I came across a few different bosses, but I eventually came across one that I just tore up in a matter of seconds and then realized, oh, this was the last boss in this act. <laughs> Like I didn't even, I didn't even realize, and I, I still had a ton to do in, in act one and it ships me off to act two. And I was like, Oh, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Dave. Yeah, I know. But so, you know, there is one feature that this game has that a lot of dungeon crawlers don't, including Torchlight one. And that's the fact that when you're making a new character, you actually get to customize your character a little bit, a little bit, uh, which is just like what face hair. Yeah, I mean, it's a few different options, but at least when you're playing the same class as someone else in co-op, you don't have to look exactly like them. And getting to pick a different pet, that's kind of like a customization option also. Because the first one, you only get to pick between a dog and a cat. Yeah, I was really happy to see a different range of pets you can choose from. I know it doesn't mean much, it's just a look, but still, it's fun. I love seeing a, a little ferret running around with a backpack. Come on, it's great. (laughs) <laughs> well, even in games like Borderlands 2, I love that they have so many different skins. So if I get into a co-op game with someone else, that's almost I annoying to a point. Just like them. Yeah, it gets irritating because I'm a collector. I like doing everything. I like collecting everything that I can come across. And Borderlands you, is just... Uh. The Minecraft head Borderlands is quite nice. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I always look. I always go after the heads. That's the one that makes the most difference in the character to me. For one, yeah. I'm colorblind, so the, the clothes, yeah, okay, great. It looks nice. Uh, don't worry, Joe. Like, even us people who can see color aren't that impressed with, you know, how varied those colors are. Because there's, like, nine different skins that are yellow on black for the assassin. I got a purple-quality car skin that was actually pretty awesome. Oh, it's okay. Those all look like turds anyway, so... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Joe, you're going to have to get on Borderlands 2 with me and help me find that Minecraft head. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I know exactly what's that. I've done it three times. Yeah. That, you got to get to a certain point fun. in the game before you can go to it, though. Just let me know off air how far I need to get off to play it. Will do. You got to get halfway through the game, and that's exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Does we... that robot die? I want him to. If you shoot him properly, yes. Keep firing. You're his minion. Yeah, go ahead. Waste the <laughs> Waste 15 million rounds of ammo for nothing. That Every time, man, every time. I'm playing with Paige, I'm shooting at stuff, or swinging my sword at it as it turns out most of the time. And she's over there, I'm out of ammo. I'm out of ammo. Why are you out of ammo? Oh, I've been shooting that robot. <laughs> you know, I noticed die. in Borderlands 2, the, or the Borderlands, the story was okay. I didn't really care about it that much. Yeah, I'm going after a fault. Okay, the, the ending is kind of disappointing. Blah, blah, blah. In Borderlands 2, I'm really into the story. 
It you know, it's very engaging, which is really cool for a dungeon crawler like that. For a shoot 'em up like that. You rarely rarely see that with either of those two t- genres of games. And it really does. It pulls you in, man. Oh my god. The uh, uh what what was the the animal sanctuary? Yeah. That yeah. I'll I'll tell you right now, and I'm saying it on air. I cried like a punk. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, <laughs> the, the last, I like to say, the last um, one and a half to two acts are the best in the game by far. It makes that little event in the uh, sanctuary nothing. It's intense. I loved it. Oh man, I I love that game. That I'll tell you. It, I I got this one handgun too, which was just hilarious. It was like the weakest handgun in the world, but it has a buff that says does three thousand times damage. <laughs> it was pretty neat. So I I really do. I love that game. And well, I'll tell you, is, that's the difference. Again, I, I want to bring up really quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. In Borderlands One, yeah, there was a whole different. There was a whole mess of different guns you can get, but they all looked and felt pretty much the same when you shot them. Yeah. But in Borderlands Two. There's a whole mess of variety. It's not even funny. All the different guns react differently. It's crazy. The looks, how they... Oh, I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, I think part of my problem is that I'm actually getting used to using a controller, too, to do first-person shooter. It's actually very, very easy once you get used to it. And we got a... Really I believe we got an email about that, Dave. You want yeah, to let's actually... Let's, I'm gonna, we have, I still have to hit on... Um... I want to talk about the hard corner, but we'll do that after. I'm going to do the emails right now. Let's go ahead and do the emails. Do it. Um, the first one, let's just start with the second one first, just to make the first one that much more angry when we get to it. Um, the, the second one comes up. Congratulations on the startup of the four new podcasts. Wish you all good luck on everything that comes out of them. Now, to business. I recently picked up Borderlands 2 for the Xbox 360, and I'd like to share a few things. First of all, I love the game. But there's one thing that kind of annoys me. In my opinion, the game is much more difficult to play with a controller than a keyboard and mouse. I can't seem to be able to get to any precision whilst sniping at any kind of distance since the sniper scope always sways and there's absolutely no possibility of me correcting the sway with a joystick. So I make do by getting the sniper that has the least sway rather than the best stats. Oh, and shooting the Bullymong projectiles out of the air, dang, that's hard. Nevertheless, I love the game. In the words of Sir Hammerlock, grab your gun, bring your friends, and set some midgets, psychos, on fire. Your friend, the Dungeon Master, ZZ Corrode. Can I answer this one, Dave? Because I play on both. Yeah, go for it. I'm a big first-person shooter player on both PC and console. And I play on PlayStation 3, which is a far cry difference in controller than the Xbox 360. That's your big problem is the Xbox 360 controller, not very first-person shooter friendly as much as people like to think it is. Um, but I'm actually a lot more accurate on my PlayStation 3 with a sniper rifle than I am by far on my PC. I am a, at least 95% accurate. I, there's a, in the um, assassin tree, you get on the very far end of the left tier, the sniper tree, Yeah. you get critical bonus for every time you you critical in a row and i've gotten my critical okay i was at level say 28 i think it was and i was my average critical was six thousand. 
I would crit so many times from every single person that I was hitting that my crit got up to 68,000 to where I turned and one-shot a boss as soon as it came out of a door. I didn't miss for 28 times. I can't That's do that on my I can't do it on my um, keyboard and mouse. I'm good, I'm accurate, but not as accurate on the PlayStation 3. So it's really a matter of getting used to feel the controller. It really is. And you know what? I, I, I've have experience, a lot of experience, with games like um, Black Hawk Down, which is one of my favorite shoot-em-ups ever. Um, on I the worked PC. for the company that made it. Nova Logic was amazing. Um, <laughs> but um, also, I'm, I'm a big fan of, if, if you ever hear me talk about it, I'm a big fan of Gears of War. Like a huge mm. fan of Gears of War. I'm a Gears of War fangirl. And... I, that game is just insanely difficult to snipe in. You end up sniping by not even aiming at all. You're more accurate without aiming in that game. So you really just have to, to learn the ins and outs. And yeah, it's going to suck to get used to it, but you can really get a lot more precision on a joystick than you usually can on a PC that's running, you know, background ac- applications that could could possibly give you lag. Also, the thing is, when you're dealing with sniper rifles, the most important stat is, stat is not the damage; it's the accuracy. Um, Honestly, each gun, yeah, you make your yeah. you make your money off of popping heads. Exactly, you want to have the higher accuracy for a sniper rifle, regardless of damage. Uh, a high damage sniper rifle is not always the best by far. Trust me. If you get a, a high accuracy a sniper rifle that has <clears throat> a high elemental damage chance, yeah. you have one of the top guns in the game. And, oh, and by the way, let me just say right now, if I see a sniper rifle with shoots multiple shots every time you fire, it, it immediately gets trashed. Yeah, I hate that gun. Those are horrible. I the want the one-shot wonders. Yes, if it doesn't fire one shot at a time, it ain't worth using. I gotta admit, though, I really love the assault rifle that shoots mini rockets. There's an assault rifle that shoots rockets? There's a type of assault rifle that shoots little mini rockets every time you shoot it. And there's a, uh... Dan has a a, a purple uh, shotgun that literally fires grenades in three bursts. Of course Dan has a purple shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I actually have a bazooka that after you've... It shoots uh, balls of lightning. And yeah. after you're done with it, you you launch the the entire gr- uh, launcher. <laughs> it explodes. I love those weapons. It, it shoots out like a, a freaking rocket. Oh, really? Yeah. You can... It's like, you know weapons. those guns that you you fire them, then you throw them, and they explode? Yeah. It's a rocket launcher that does that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like I said, uh, so many unique games, or weapons in the in the game is pathetic. Even the grenade mods. I got a uh, an epic grenade mod, which is purple quality, in my, on my main character that when it landed, it didn't have, like, a, a, a timer or anything like that. Because what it did, as soon as it landed... It opened up and four flames shoot out, shot out of it and went in a circle for 20 seconds. And anything around it got fried. And I have a grenade that's legendary on my on my other character, my on my PC, my commando, that when you chuck it, 
it spawns seven mini grenades after the initial explosion, and then those seven spawn another two. That is that's that's crazy. I can wipe out an entire room. <laughs> now, now, see when Dave first read this email and it talks about this Sir Hammerlock, grab your gun, bring your friends, and set some psycho midgets on fire. Who is this guy, and how did he find out how we spent QGN week? <laughs> you should have met him already. That's the guy from that first town you get to. Oh, this is the guy that had to move the couch and left the network. Oh, no. that This is the guy with the metal arm. Anyway, um, let's go ahead, oh. and I want to talk about the hard corner real quick. Uh, we will be keeping the hard corner alive for what Dungeon about the other? What about the other email, Dave? Oh, we're not getting to that for a moment. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave, the guy with the metal arm and the Denny's claw hand. Yes, that dude. <laughs> um, we're, we're not going to... We are going to continue the hard corner, but we aren't ending it this week. Last week's was Hadrig's Apprentice, and we're continuing on with that this week, but we're extending it one more week. Anyone who doesn't remember, you can only equip gear that you make yourself at a blacksmith. So yes, this only counts for Diablo 3. But there is a bonus. Since we're extending it to another week, we're making it a butcher challenge as well, which means you have to clear the butcher. Or a, a, you can also clear a boss from a higher difficulty, and that will count as well. Uh, I was hoping for a Torchlight 2 challenge, Dave. I'm, I'm definitely I'm coming up with a Torchlight oh. 2 challenge. I'll have one for you next week. What, Sweet. when Torchlight 3 comes out? Yeah, Torchlight 3 <laughs> will be out next week, so will a Torchlight 2 challenge. If you're undertaking a hardcore challenge and complete it, send us a screenshot of you taking down the boss, which completes your challenge, and send that email to DungeonCrawlerPodcast at gmail.com with the title, I am a hardcore hero or I am a fallen hero. We may miss your submission and shout out if the email doesn't have one of those two titles. If you have a question about a challenge or just want to review a challenge for that week, Go to questgamingcommunity.com and take a peek in, well, it's still the Diablo off the record forum. Anywho. It won't be after tonight. Uh, Fred, you're going to fix that for me? It's going to be Dungeon Crawler. Awesome. Okay, thank you. All right, let's get on to our final email of the show. Are you ready? Do it. Okay, this one says, Dearest Dean and everyone who isn't the lead host. That's you too says, am I the first official emailer? Less than three, Liz. <laughs> Less than three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Liz, you were the first official emailer, but I made you wait all the way till the last end of the show to get called out. So hopefully we can get Liz back on the show pretty soon. Get her playing another dungeon crawler. That would be a lot of fun. All right. Any, anything that y'all want to say before we actually wrap up the show and say goodbye for the week? Dude, I am loving this new format, show format. I had so much fun already tonight. <laughs> it, it flowed! It's not really the longest episode we've ever done, but it sure is fun. Yeah, definitely. Fred, anything, well, Fred, anything you want to say? Well, Dave, since you don't hate on the Pokemon, you're my favorite person to be on the show with tonight. There's three of us! Yeah, that, that pretty is, uh, that's pretty... Obviously, you're pointing at that, huh? Cool. So I'm here. Uh, I'm here Fred, also. I forgot to mention that we are doing your review tomorrow night. <laughs> I forgot to mention I'll be working light, late and have laryngitis tomorrow night. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Um, I, the only thing I have to say is, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with Titan Quest. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that I'm gonna keep playing, uh, Torchlight, but most of all, I'm looking forward to 1.0.5 for Diablo 3. I really want to hear more about Titan Quest, Dave. I'm, oh man, I'm gonna play the hell out of that. <laughs> so I hear about hey, it, right? We can co-op Titan Quest. You can co-op in Titan, oh, wow. Yeah, you gotta be kidding me. That's crazy. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll both be two dudes running around half naked. <laughs> we already are two dudes running around half naked. Yeah, but less hairy. And slightly less obese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh, okay. So much better. So they, they turned uh, Dark Age of Camelot into a dungeon crawler? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Well, I, I, you know, he said less hairy, but the guys are like Italian and Greek. So, I'm Italian. I'm I'm furry. So I I can't <laughs> I can't speak toward that. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, remember, so please if take those off in your computer chair. You get a mouthful of your own chest hair. I I really do. It I can braid it. I have like I have Rastafarian beads in it and everything. It's it's wonderful. All you right. gotta take. Dirt devil over your back. <laughs> Please remember, go to any of our sites that our web main websites and take our radio survey. It takes about five minutes. It's vastly more important to our shows than our five star reviews on iTunes. But we do love our iTunes reviewers and are willing to give a shout out on air in thanks for our wonderful five star reviews. Remember, paid mentions for a small fee of only ten dollars. We provide any kind of small ad or shout out. To whomever, or commemorate whatever you wish. Birthdays, guilds, neat little hellos to your friends. Please go to our website and use the PayPal donate button or simply email us and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. You can reach us anytime at dungeoncrawler.mymiddleearth.com. It's our main website. Hopefully we'll have a, a actual uh, URL for me to give out later. But you can send us in an email at dungeoncrawlerpodcast at gmail.com Remember, you can also go to questgamingnetwork.com and check us out for uh, your all of our other wonderful shows that you love and enjoy. You can listen to all of the Quest Gaming Network shows recorded at uh, livestream.com Slash the quest show. The only only live show we have going right now. Minecraft is still still live, right, guys? Oh yeah, definitely. Man, yeah. you don't even know if your own podcast is still live. Well, I don't. I don't watch. I don't usually watch it when we yeah. record. Well, most people don't watch it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Minecraft off the record is Sunday nights at seven p.m. and that's uh that's recorded live at livestream.com slash the quest show. Swotor Reforged is Monday nights. Elder Scrolls, off the record, is Thursday nights. Dungeon Crawler, that's us! We're on Saturday nights. Adrenaline Gaming, what day is Adrenaline Gaming, Joe? Wednesdays. Um, we're doing our first episode this Tuesday, though, because I'm going to be out of town on Wednesday. Oh, right. Dang, that sucks. Okay. That's uh, Adrenaline Gaming's on Wednesdays. I'm not going to be able to make Tuesdays. I, Joe, dang it. I'm not doing Tuesdays. You said you're recording this No, Tuesday? only this next week, because I'm gone on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm Adrenaline Gaming. <laughs> so I'm going to be well, on Wednesdays <laughs> after this first episode. The problem right. is that Joe hates you. Yeah, that's exactly <sighs> what it is. 
Quest Legion is, I believe, Friday nights. And do we have a, a night for Obscure Legends? It's undecided this, at this time. Yeah, okay, it's we don't still have... in the planning stages. Okay, we don't have a date yet for Obscure Legends, but it definitely is in the works. Quest your... Legion will be launching on November 2nd. Oh, we have a date for it. We sure do. Oh, awesome. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to that one. That's the Quest Legion will be run by Evarwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be leading it and discussing RPGs that you know and love. Yeah, that's certainly mm-hmm. sure to be an Evarwin-y experience. I was really excited to do this show tonight. I'm even more excited about leading Adrenaline Gaming on Tuesday, man. I, <laughs> I want to be on that. So we can talk about shooting people in the head again on for Oh, Borderlands. well, definitely. You got to play some more Borderlands, too, and I'll get you on. Probably like <laughs> episode two or three, and we'll talk all about it. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that. I am. I have. Right now, the first episode, though, we have um, myself, Mike Forney, D- uh, Derek, a.k.a. Arjun, and Dan will be on the pilot episode of Adrenaline Gaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, if you want to catch us on Twitter, the show is at D crawler podcast that's that's the the number d crawler podcast um you can catch me at d enforce you can catch joe at author jr wilson and you can catch fred at sith lord corv k-o-r-v k-o-r-v yes you can catch me in game if you catch me on uh Diablo 3, you can catch me at Dian number 1737. That's my battle tag. Well, know... if you guys want to catch me on uh, Torchlight 2, my name, my my friend name is Widget. 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 W-I-G-I-T. We also, uh, I'm getting told that we do have five-star iTunes reviews that I want to shout out. One from Chris P. From the U.S. Also from the U.S. Kick-Ass Jackson. And another from the U.S., <laughs> uh, Mike B. I think ass is an okay term to use on a podcast. Still be PG, so I'm okay with that. Well, do you want me to? I totally have the little comical bleep. <laughs> I'm totally, yeah, I think I'm on totally all the other shows, we always called them kick ours. Arse? Or kick Arse. A, Jackson, yeah. Yeah. I may cut that and oh. put it in the bleep. Well, I'm going to be talking about Borderlands get... 2 a lot, so I'm going to have to either say either BAs or... The actual term. I don't know yet. You might get sued by the Neverland Ranch if you're telling people to kick a Jackson. <laughs> you may. <laughs> you may. Alright. Dungeon Crawler is a Quest Gaming Network podcast written by all the different hosts of Dungeon Crawler. And I want to thank y'all for being on for the for the pilot episode. Thank y'all both. Mario, my, my pleasure, buddy. Anytime. It was great to be here. Yeah. Remember... A lot of these games are online. A lot of these games, you can be hacked. And remember, never, ever, no matter what game you're on, never give out your account information. If you're playing a a Blizzard game, grab a Battle.net authenticator. And remember, install antivirus and anti-spyware software and keep them up to date. Have a great one, y'all. We will hope to see you next week. Keep grabbing those shinies. Later. Good night, everyone.
I hate my yeah. mute button. Oh, welcome back, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> there, Dave, why aren't you listening to me? What the heck, man? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we actually we, we mute you out either way. What's, what's going on, Joe? Welcome to Dungeon Crawler. On today's Dungeon Crawler, we're talking about Pokemans. And yeah. the show's over. Have a great night. <laughs>